it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold. And today, you're going to hear me rant. It's going to be, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to have a lot of tennis uh, talk today because I love tennis. So, first of all, thank you for listening. Also, um, I just want to let you know my gigs coming up. I'm saying it in the beginning in case you get bored with me because I'm not an idiot. Okay. I know that I can be annoying, but I'm in Arlington, Virginia at the Arlington Draft House, September 22nd and September 23rd. Okay. Then I'm going to run home on the 24th because it's Yom Kippur. And I want to wish everyone a happy, healthy Lashana Tova Tikatevu, uh, happy new year for the Jews. It is our new year. And let me tell you something. I do believe as a Jew that this is my real new year because I know January 1st, blah, 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 but it's just January 1st. It's just the beginning of the calendar year. But I believe Rosh Hashanah, which is you know, it's a lunar calendar, so it's not always on the same day. I do believe that, you know, the end of summer, the beginning of autumn is a new beginning because that's when, you know, you start your next grade in school. You know, it's, it's a new beginning. You know, the leaves fall off, turns to shit cold, but it is the start of something. I don't know. I, I've always felt like New Year's is in the fall. I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but I do think that's what I think of as the real New Year's. What New Year will it be? I'm telling you right now because I'm looking it up as we speak, but the Rosh Hashanah will bring in, let's see, Jewish new, and I should know this, 5784. 57. It coincides because, you know, it was 5783, which is 2023. Uh, and now it's going into uh, 2024 and it's 5784. Okay. So that's the real new year. All right. I just want to also say that the end of summer for me is very hard. I love the summer. Now, I love it. I love being in New England. I love, and we've been swimming. The ocean has been amazing. We swam all week in the ocean. It was so hot and beautiful and clear. I do get really sad when this, do you get really sad when the summer's over? I get so sad when the summer's over. Like I get so excited in May and June and then 
I'm like all excited. June, June 21st, you know, is summer solstice. So I'm like, oh, it's going to get darker sooner, but it's still dark really late. But I don't know. Does anyone else have like end of summer depression and anxiety? I, I don't know. I, I have that. I think I've had it a long time, but I, for a long time, but I really have it. You know, I haven't been in New York City in months since June. I haven't been in New York City. I'm sort of uh, dreading walking in my apartment because Ben and Samantha, his girlfriend, have been living there all summer. I know they cleaned. I know it's clean. But I also know that half my shit is moved and that things are broken that weren't broken before. Anyone with kids knows. And and my chargers. My kids take my fucking chargers all the fucking time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love my children. I love Henry. I love Ben. I love them more than anything. Okay? But, you know, there gets to a point where I don't want them fucking up my house. And here's the other thing. They seem to believe that everything in my house is also theirs. That nothing is mine. They're not every they can touch everything. You know, I have my things. I have my big charger that goes, you know, the long charger phone iPhone charger that goes in the living room and it'll go all the way to the sofa. Like, I want that there. I don't want you touching. I have to hide shit. I have to hide shit. Does anyone else have to do this? I mean, okay, yes, I would visit my parents. And, you know, the refrigerator is free reign. You can eat whatever the fuck you want, okay? Food is food. But, like, if I snooped around in my parents' room, you know, when I was a little girl, I was so meticulous about making sure everything was exactly the way it was. Like I would really be mindful. Okay. This tissue was over here and this was and like, it, so nothing looked like it had been touched. And yes, I'm going to admit I, I was a latchkey kid and I went through the drawers. I went, I went in my sister's room. I went in my brother's room, boring, but you know, my mother did have cash hidden in the drawers, but yeah. You know, sometimes you snoop around, but you put things back. My kids don't put things back. They're just like, I'm going to move this to another room and I'm never going to move it back. And they don't understand why that's so fucking annoying. So I am like, I have anxiety about walking in my apartment and it's going to be full of surprises. Light bulbs out. Things don't work. Just, I know it's just going to be. I'm so that that is that is happening today. I am walking into my apartment, driving back today, Tuesday, September 12th. I'm going to let you know next week. Maybe I'll do like an Instagram post and let you know how horrible my reentry is going to. I'm like anticipating I'm going to have a horrible reentry. Elisa calls it reentry. She always calls it reentry. You're reentering and everything is a psychological term and it's so fucking annoying. But she happens to be correct on the re-entry. I have issues with re-entry. And, you know, it's not like it's going to be summer here in Provincetown much longer. I mean, it's going to rain all week. But just 
having to go into the real world where, you know, New York is not easy anymore. I can't take the subway really late at night because it's just dangerous and I can't handle it. And the cabs and Ubers and Lyfts are so fucking expensive, you know? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm dreading the subway. I'm dreading things being hard. I'm dreading people being nasty. I don't know. I'm maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and I'll be like, oh, I'm back in New York. I feel great because, you know, I do miss it when I'm not there. But again, it's not the way it was before the pandemic. So I'm just letting you know. And if anyone wants to write to me and tell me that your kids fucking touch all your shit and don't give a crap, like I was afraid of my parents. I was afraid I wouldn't touch their shit. But my kids don't care. They don't care at all. So I I know there's stains on the sofa. I know. I just know. I have a new chair that I haven't even sat in yet. If there is one fucking, like, it's a leather chair. Oh, it's my crate and barrel fucking shit chair. That's still, my credit rating went down from that those motherfuckers. But anyway, so I've been a little irritable and anxious. And I think it's reentry and having to leave. You know, I have space here in Provincetown. I feel very lucky that I have this place, even though it needs a huge gut renovation. But, you know, I, I'm outside more. I play tennis every day, every day. And I'm getting really good. I mean, I'm not great, but I'm, you know, I'm getting like uh, better people are like, I'd like to play with you. Like it used to be like no one who was good at the club wanted to play with me. And now like some people are like, oh, um, would you like to play? And I'm like, yeah, but then I get intimidated, whatever. It doesn't matter, but I'm good at that. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great it is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? 
Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So let's talk about tennis for a little bit. So obsessed with the U.S. Open. Obsessed. And... I want to say for the women's final, and first of all, if you like tennis and you don't watch the doubles matches, you're missing out because doubles tennis, and I used to be like, I'm never playing doubles tennis. Doubles tennis is for old people. Uh, You know, I just can't believe you get no exercise. That is not true. I was wrong. I only play doubles now because, you know, I'm getting elderly. And... And it's strategic and you you do, you run back and forth and up and down and you, it's a bigger court and it's it's really, it's like chess and you got to watch two people and you don't know where the ball's going to go. It's, it, I mean, doubles is really interesting. So if you haven't ever watched a doubles match, watch it. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, I really wanted Madison Keys to win her match that she lost. I was really hoping because she played so well and I just thought she was going to go all the way and it was going to be her and Coco, which would have been a great, you know, two Americans. So Madison Keys, you fucking rock and you played really well. Now, the Coco-Sabalenka match, which was the women's finals, um, and I have to say so many of the women played great, but... I felt sorry for Sabalenka because, just hear me out. I mean, I was totally rooting for Coco. But I felt bad because, you know, it's New York and they're clapping when she, you know, makes a mistake. And I just think, you know, can you imagine play, first of all, you're playing tennis I can't stand when one person watches me play tennis. I'm like, don't don't look. But 25,000 people and they're all rooting against you. Or a lot of them are. I mean, I do think she got she got some applause, but she knew they wanted Coco to win. So that must have been really hard and she was really crying in the end and she seems very sensitive and she's not she doesn't, you know, English is not her first language. So she makes jokes like she's firing her team and then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding, which she seems like a funny person, but, you know, she doesn't have a mastery of the English language. So I think it's funny and other people who the fuck knows what they think. So anyway, but I have to play this thing for you because first of all, Coco Goff, uh, 19 years old, I, I hate to call her a woman. I feel like she's not, she's cause she's so young, but she is a woman and she she is so athletic. She ran. I can't. The points were unbelievable. It was such a great match. Three sets. And she fucking runs like nobody's business. She was getting shots. You can't even believe. I just. 
watching her, it was, it was amazing. But this is the best part. Okay. So she's 19 years old. Okay. And she, uh, was talking about where the fuck is this? I have to play this for you. And she was talking about, you know, the pressure they were, they were, um, you know, asking her about the pressure and this is what she said. Okay. Fuck. All right. Don't get mad. Okay. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, it's so, I just had it on. All right. I'm gonna, don't get mad at me. We can cut this out. Fuck shit. Fuck. Okay. Oh, and plus, let me just say, I know this is, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm so happy that Luis Rubiales has officially resigned as president of the uh, RFEF, which is the, um, you know, the soccer, they they call it foot, football, uh, but he's the one who grabbed the, the player's face and kissed her, and now he's out. So you can't fucking grab the player's face and fucking kiss her, okay? It's ridiculous. Okay, so here is what... Oh, God. See, I'm going through my Instagram. It's really hard. I had this whole thing. But anyway, she, she, she's so, she's really articulate. I, I hate that word articulate, but she's articulate for a 19 year old. She, like she can definitely communicate on a very, very high level. And you think, you know, like, all right, like Pagula. Pagula plays and she's from a very wealthy family. Like her father owns like one of the football teams. You can tell me, I'm sure someone's screaming at the phone, at the phone, at the, you know, going, I know, I know the team, but anyway. And like, I look at the really wealthy ones and like, I don't know their story. I know they put the work in, but they're starting with an advantage like Tiafo. Tiafo, I love that guy. His father was a janitor at the tennis club and he started playing at this tennis club because his father was the janitor and he got to play for free. I mean, that's an amazing story. And he's a fucking great player. He's really great. Okay. So basically what, what Coco said was that they were asking her about pressure, you know, so much pressure. And she said that she used to say that, oh, why am I, I'm, tr- I'm going to get this for you. I am going to get this. Uh, but she used to say something like, you know, oh, it's, it's so much and I, I have so much pressure on me and, you know, that kind of thing. And she basically said, but I realize, you know, I'm lucky. I, I'm doing what I, I'm doing what I love and pressure is like feeding your family. Pressure is, you know, having to work and worry about, you know, where the next meal comes from. And it was just so mature and she's just fucking great. And she's so likable and I love her parents. Oh, so then she said, you know, when she was accepting the trophy and the $3 million. Thank you, Billie Jean King, because the women and men get paid the same. $3 million for the winner, $1.5 million for the runner-up. I mean, I would I would be the runner-up. I don't care, $1.5. Anyway, she said it was the first time she'd seen her father cry, and her father was, like, doing this thing, like, no, like, this. 
you know, the uh, Coco Goss father was like, no, don't talk about me crying. You know, like, don't say that. And I thought that, you know, why are men so think it's bad to cry? You should not. It's an emotion. And they were tears of joy and a release of tension. So I applaud Coco for calling her father out for crying. And I don't think Coco's father should be ashamed of crying at all. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful. They are a beautiful family. Okay, so that was my Coco thing. I was going to play the thing. I had it all ready to go. And I can't fucking figure anything out, okay? Because I am old, okay? Old. Anyway, uh, so that's my Coco thing. Um, Now I'd like to talk about the men's final. I'm going to talk about the men's tournament, okay? So Ben Shelton, who is 20, like Alcaraz, 20, um, was playing uh, his – he was playing against – who was he playing against? Was it Alcaraz? No, it wasn't Alcaraz because that would have been a nice – because Alcaraz lost too. Ben Shelton was – oh, was playing against – Who the fuck was, oh God, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Ben Shelton in the match, he, was he playing against Jokovic? Or he played against Tiafo and he won. Anyway, so when he won after playing Tiafo, which, you know, again, very hard who to, who to root for. Um, on, on that, but I was, I was rooting for Tiafo cause I fucking love him. Um, after Ben won, he did this thing where he puts, and I'm sure you've seen it. He puts this, you know, fake phone up to his ear and then, you know, is like, hello, you know, this is all mimed. Hello. And then he hangs up the phone. Hello. And then he hangs. All right. And after the, you know, when he played Djokovic, and Djokovic won, he mimicked Ben Shelton at doing the hanging, you know, talking the phone, hanging up the phone. And I thought, and then Ben Shelton, of course, had a great response. He said, I've always been taught that mimicry is the sincerest form of flattery. But, okay, Djokovic is what, 36? Ben Shelton is 20. It was his first big Grand Slam match, whatever. He's 20 and you have to like throw that shit back in his face. I thought it was so fucking immature. And, and, you know, he's unlikable. He's like, I I swear he's a great, great tennis player, but the whole, I think I'm the greatest thing. I know you are the greatest thing in tennis, but like have some humility, have some, like, you didn't have to do that. The kids like. So much younger. You were you were that age. You didn't need to do that. I, I he uh, so anyway. So it ended up, and then Alcaraz lost to Medvedev, who also gets on my nerves uh, for many reasons. He's not. He's he's also got an attitude, but he picks his dick a lot. Like he's picking at it, and I, it's like annoys me. It it's like, I, and I ask, I ask my sons, I ask my guy friends. They're like, look. You know, you can't really help it, but it's like, then do something. If you know that it's going to be moving around, excuse me, moving around or getting sweaty or something, like fix it, get a new underpants, do something. 
I don't know. Whatever. But the final of, oh, now I have the hiccups. The final of Medvedev and Djokovic, I didn't care who won. I mean, I kind of wanted Medvedev to win because I wanted Djokovic to deflate his ego. But, you know, it was like I, both of them unlikable and no no American at the U.S. Open, which is fine. But I would have preferred Alcaraz. I think he's fucking phenomenal. But it was really, you know, it was disappointing. You know, you're watching all these matches and then it ends up being those two. And then Djokovic wins. I, I always say his name wrong. Djokovic. Jokovic, whatever. His father seems like such an asshole. I've read all these articles about his father. Seems like a dick and a half. I mean, no one's going to be like Nadal and Federer, who were so, such gentlemen, such gentlemen. Arthur Ashe, what a gentleman. But yeah, this whole pompous, and then Matthew McConaughey was in his box. And it's just so bro, bro. I mean, there's got to be gay tennis players. Don't you think there has to be gay tennis players? I mean, yes, I know lezzies. Yes, there's a lot of lezzies, but there's got to be a gay male tennis player. I mean, I'm in the Provincetown Tennis Club and there's a lot of gay men and they're really good tennis players. Not that your sexuality has anything to do with your tennis playing, but you know, there's got to be gay men in tennis. I mean, and you would think tennis wouldn't be a bro sport, but I feel like Jokovic or Djokovic or whatever the fuck his name is makes it a bro sport. But it's uh, it's so fun to watch, isn't it? It's just amazing. Anyway, so that was my that's my take. I, I was kind of disappointed, you know, in the men's finals that it was those two. And, and frankly, I went to a party. I went to a party and I came home and I watched the final set. And I, I can't believe he, uh, Djokovic won in three sets. I mean, whatever. And then he takes his shirt off. He's always taking his shirt off. But then, you know, he kisses his daughter and his son. And he, But I really, the father really gets on my fucking nerves. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I also wanted to talk about the fact that I I have to, I'm getting in, and tell me if this is happening to you. I'm getting in these, I'm going to look at Instagram for one second, and then it's 25 minutes later. And I think it's really fucking up my mental health because you totally get sucked in. And I feel like I have to do social media because I'm a comedian, but seriously, this one, I'm going to look at one thing turns into, if I could get back the time I have wasted looking at shit, like the mysterious chef, like, I don't know if you follow the mysterious chef on Instagram, he does these cooking videos and he 
covers his face and he's in the wilderness and everything's like from scratch. And he basically, this last one he did, he like fucks the meat with his fingers. He's always doing this like fingering, finger fucking or, or like rubbing the chicken breast. Like it's, you know, like it's sexual. And then he makes these ridiculous, ridiculous meals that are like full of fat and cheese and cheese. But I mean, it's so fun to watch him making it. And then he gives some to his dog at the end. But you never see his face. You see him taking a bite of the food, but you never see his face. And then he gives the dog food. But this one, he's making a burrito and he's getting the ground beef ready and he he starts fingering the meat. It's like, ugh, whatever. And I, I'm, you don't know how to finger. Men don't know how to finger. Okay. Sorry. I'm a lesbian. I know what's going on down there. And I'm better at it than we know the women know so anyway yeah um i want to get off this vortex where i look at one thing on instagram and then it turns into a waste of my fucking life i also want to say that i hate packing i hate it i hate it so much and i hate unpacking I really, I hate traveling. I just want to stay in one place. I've never stayed in my entire adult life. I've been traveling, traveling, traveling and packing, packing, and I still hate it. And it still causes me anxiety. I talk to other comedians and they're like, you know, like Corey Kahaney, very funny comedian. She travels all the time. She brings like one bag. My friends are like, oh, I bring like a carry on. Carry on? My fucking shoes don't even fit in a goddamn carry on. And I need choices. You know, I'm a terrible packer, terrible. Even my kids make fun of me. And I'm I'm always afraid I'm going to be stranded because I have been stranded many times. So I bring extra shit in case, like extra medicine. Plus now I have a CPAP machine. It's just like fucking annoying. Everything's annoying. Yeah, so that's that. So I am, uh, since it is Rosh Hashanah, I am going to really think about you know, what I want to accomplish this next year. I felt like my shows were fucking great here in Provincetown. Everyone kept saying, oh my God, you're better than you've ever been. And I think it's because, well, A, I don't care. B, I don't care. C, um, I have nothing to lose. D, I think all the work I did on my show uh, with B. D. Wong and my friend Eddie Sarfati, who um, helped me write it um, or co-wrote it with me, I think all of that translated into better stand up because I, you know, I, I really put a lot into that show. And so whatever. So I think that's all I have to tell you, Ex except I really want to get this thing for you. I want to get this cocoa thing. And I joined the goddamn, I joined the thing, you know, I followed the person. See how I talk like a fucking 90 year old. I followed the, the person or the, the, the account. I followed the account and so that I could play it for you. And now I can't play it for you. So let's see. I'm going to try one more time. Uh, oh, and Coco Goff, youngest American women's U.S. Open champion since Serena Williams. So that's quite an amazing accomplishment. But let's hear her speak. To those who thought we're who we, those who thought we were putting water on my fire, you're really adding gas to it. And now I'm really burning 
so bright right now. Okay, um, so that's her. Honestly, thank you to the people who didn't believe in me. Um, Is that? I mean, like a month ago, I won a 500 title and people said I would stop at that. Uh, two weeks ago, I won a thousand title and people were saying that was the biggest it was going to get. Um, so three, like, three weeks later, I'm here with this trophy right now. Um, so the two... Okay, so I mean that is that is so brilliant because I keep trying to turn it off and it keeps going on because fuck shit because there's a delay. Shut up. No. Okay. Anyway, I mean for her to acknowledge all the people because that's in the back of your head. Like when you even as a comic, you remember all the people and you're not funny. You're not funny and all the shit people say to you and. You know, and for her to say thank you to those people because it made me fucking want to be even better. She's fucking amazing. Go Coco Goff. Love her. Love her. But that wasn't the clip I wanted to play for you, but at least I got a clip. Come on. That was pretty good, right? I am uh, going to be really... Jewy for the next, I get very Jewy over Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I really think about, you know, and I think it's a good time for everyone to think about like, what are your goals? What did you do last year? What did you accomplish last year? Um, what do you want to change? You know, all that stuff. I really do feel that during the high holidays. I just want you to know that. Plus I eat like a pig. So, uh, I am looking forward to them. I do miss my mother. I just want to say that. I've been, I'm having these dreams where I go away and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to call my mother. And I used to, you know, I talk to my mother every single day. So these are dreams where I haven't talked to her in like weeks and I'm like, oh my God, I need to talk to my mother. And then I wake up and it's awful. And I'm like, Elisa hug me because I just had a dream about my mother. And then she asked me what the dream is. And then I tell her I'm not talking about it. So I'm a really good communicator. So that's it. I guess these these uh, times, there are certain times of the year you really think about your dead parents, just letting you know for the future. Anyway, I love you for listening to my tennis rant this week. Um, I also want to let you know my upcoming shows because I've added some. As I mentioned, okay, I am going to be uh, – in Arlington, Virginia, September 22nd and 23rd uh, at the Arlington Draft House. The 21st, I'm in Baltimore. I'm interviewing Leslie Jones. Uh, I don't even know where that is. Uh, I'm moderating a talk with her at the Enoch Pratt Free Library in Baltimore because she has a new book out, which I'm so excited to read. Oh, by the way, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, fucking great book, great beach read, great book. And now I'm reading the new James McBride book. It's fucking excellent. Okay. So those are some books for you to read. What else did I want to tell you? I'm going to uh, Sweden on the 26th. I am going to uh, Gothenburg for a book fair. I'm going to be there for four days excited and nervous because Elise is not coming with me and she's always like so pleasant to people when, you know, we can't understand what they're saying. And I'm so like frustrated, like, fuck, why can't everyone speak English? Cause I'm an asshole. Uh, but she won't be there. So she's worried about me. Okay. She's worried about that. I'm going to be like 
crying because I can't communicate with anyone. But I'm going to really try to, you know, be calm. Not going to happen. Let's see. Where else? I'm going to be in Provincetown the week of October 9th at the post office cafe and cabaret because it's women's week and I'm performing every fucking night. And then I am going to be in or not Orlando. What the fuck is the name of it? Um, uh, 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 Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Orlando's like where you go, whatever you go for like spring break. Uh, I'm going to be at the sunshine cathedral, which is a great, great, great venue in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, October 21st, and I am going on the 28th to Soul Joel's inside Sunnybrook. I love Soul Joel's. Um, Joel's a great guy. Uh, and that's in uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I hope it's not really far because I have to drive. Uh, and that's it. That's it for now. Um, I want to say thank you so much for listening. I want to say I love you all for listening. And I want to say that uh, I love everyone who comes to my show and tells me they listen. And I love that. Uh, I also want to say thank you to um, uh, my producer, Laura Vogel, and my editor, Colin Schmeling, and my marketer, assistant, life person, uh, Brittany Jo Sowards Richmond. Trying to get that, that bell because you know her husband's Jewish. And um, I, I always want to thank all of you for listening to my ranting. Happy, healthy New Year to all the Jews. And as we always say, so long! Shine die Seele auf mir, die